Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. And speaking of embracing life, everyone loves a gripping tale of intrigue and suspense, and few writers can claim to keep millions of readers actually more than 120 million of us, eagerly turning pages like best-selling author Patricia Cornwell. Patricia has just added another book to her already impressive list. It's called Unnatural Death, and we are thrilled to have her joining us today to share all about it. So welcome, Patricia. Well, thank you. It's great to be with you again. Well, and I appreciate that because I mentioned I did have the great pleasure of interviewing you a few years ago, and I'm sure you remembered at the top of the list when you saw my name. <laughs> I know you've been no, through a I few re- interviews over a lifetime, but I did I want do, to credit- I do remember. <laughs> well, of course, you you have a very keen mind as an author and uh, as an author of such fame and world renown. So I believe today is the actual release date of uh, A Natural Death. So you've been through 26 previous book launches, but this has still got to be exciting. Well, everyone is different. You know, every book launch, you different questions, different people. Um, and, and a different story, and so, and, and also a different time in our world. I mean, nothing ever stays the same. So, uh, so yes, I'm, I'm always very excited when people can finally read the book. I can't wait for them to see it. Oh, absolutely. And I just, I want to get to the book in a minute, but I do have a couple questions. I hope you will indulge my interest. First off being uh, that uh, I wanted to mention, too, uh, Dr. K. Scarpetta, who is a fan favorite uh, for many, many of us. And I think one reason is that you were an early pioneer back in 1989, post-mortem. You not only introduced Dr. Scarpetta to the world, but you introduced, you were like a pioneer of introducing medical forensics to the world. Well, that's true. I mean, I didn't have any idea what was what I was starting. I mean, people have always, um, you know, they say to me, what does it feel like when you start a trend? Because it really did start a whole different genre of crime fiction, which is more the forensic thriller, um, where you really have science had a lot to do with, with the story. Um, and I didn't know I was starting anything. I just knew that I got interested in all this and, and, start, and started doing tremendous research that took me to the medical examiner's office, and I was very lucky that the one I worked, I ended up working in, because I, I did get a job there, uh, actually was in the same building where all the forensic laboratories were. So I got to learn everything. I mean, when DNA came down the road, came down the pike, you know, they, pre- they had a DNA lab, and so there was toxicology and the scanning electron microscope and all everything you can think of was done in that building, and so... I basically had like a six year six years of graduate school. That's what it that's what it was like being there. Well, and I'm so glad you mentioned that because I did want to ask you that um, because it's really looking back over your lifetime, and I think you started out after you did uh, major in English, so obviously you had the writing chops, but then you started out at the Charlotte Observer, and from there went on to the the medical uh, forensics aspect. Well. That's right. I mean, being a journalist was the best thing that ever happened to me because I still am one in many ways. 
I, I approach writing novels the same way I did newspaper stories. I go out and ask questions and do the research. And if you go out and look for something, sometimes you it finds you first. You know, I always say go look for a story until it finds you. And so my journalistic approach is the reason I've been able to keep this fresh and have new ideas because um, I never stop going out there. And, you know, like I always say, just show up. You never know what you may discover if you actually go and look at something for yourself. Wow. Oh, Patricia, and two, I want to get to the book in one minute, but I also want to, again, going back over your lifetime, you've won a ton of awards. You've got internationally famous, so, you know, have tons of fans. But I'm guessing that when you won the coveted Sherlock Award, which was uh, for the best detective created by an American author, that had to have been one of your all-time favorites. Well, that, you know, let's be honest. When you get awards from the Brits, it's very, it's a huge honor because they're, they're the ones that started all this. They created the mystery genre. They created everything. I mean, a horror fiction goes back to Gothic literature. And actually, even murder mysteries, they all go back eventually to the Mary Shelley and Wilkie Collins people, those authors that created things that, that would go bump in the night and make us scared. And so, uh, so it is an honor when you get, when you get remembered by those that are the pioneers of all this. But I'm, I'm wow. honored by any award I've gotten. So. <laughs> well, Patricia, I, thank you for sh- indulging my interest in your background and a little bit about the background of Dr. Case Garpetta. So that brings us to my big question for today, which is will you give us a little bit of an overview because this latest book, A Natural Death, is one of her most baffling cases. Well, it starts off in a very mysterious way because Scarpetta's got a helicopter uh, piloted by her niece Lucy that's waiting for her in the parking lot, and, and she's rushing out of her building because she's being called to a crime scene out in the middle of an uninhabited forest that's a good distance away from her office in the western part of uh, this, the, this. The scene is in sort of the more western part of, of Virginia, in the, getting into the mountains. These two people who are camping out in the middle of nowhere have been brutally killed, and what's really, what's really throws uh, a big kink into all this is that near one of the bodies, which is in a, 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 a mine shaft, out, you know, there's gold mining went on in this part of the world long ago, that near this body is a huge footprint that's been left in the dirt. And it looks like the pictures of Bigfoot footprints that we've all seen. And so Scarpetta's first question is, is this fake? Has this been planted? Or if it's real, and I mean, it could be, then what does that mean? Now, I will tell you right off, Bigfoot didn't kill anybody. That's my disclaimer, because uh, I don't want anybody thinking that if this thing is real, I don't want him being blamed for savage, the savage thing that was done out here in the forest. But the question is, what is that footprint doing there? What will science tell us about it? And most of all, who did this? Because you're going to find out that the force behind these deaths and other things that are going on is much bigger and much badder than Bigfoot would ever be. So Scarpetta's got, she's going to have her hands full, and we're going to find out that there are elements of this that have to do with Russia and what's going on, what was going on in Ukraine at the time, and uh, the Kremlin Shadow Army, and all kinds of things that are much bigger than just this spooky crime scene out in the middle of the woods. 
Yes, well, and I'm glad because you, you mentioned that you went into that because I was also going to say there are a lot of political elements in the story, uh, references to technology and things like that. So that you really keep current. Like you said, you go out and find the story or have the story find you. So I'm wondering, as an author, do you read, you know, after you watch the news or read the newspaper, do you think, aha, I'm going to throw that in and have Dr. Scarpetta have to deal with some of this stuff? Well, when it comes to just the everyday things that the rest of us deal with, whether she likes it or not, I'm going to throw it in there because, you know, we, when I was writing this book, I mean, we were, we were watching the, the, the horrors of what was going on with the, with, as the Russians invaded Ukraine. And, yeah. and we're hearing about the shadow, the shadow army over there that the Kremlin denied existed. Now we know it did, that the mercenary army. And, and so what this gave me license to do was also to, to have a character from the past, and I won't tell people who it is, but somebody from the past reappears um, in a bit of a shocking scene um, in this particular uh, story. So, so the things that are going on for real do have an impact. And when it comes to the technologies, um, and, and it's a really scary technology that, that's being used in this story, and you won't know what it is till you get to the end, but, but all of this is real. It's what's going on out there. And so I just start thinking, well, what would Scarpetta do with all this, and how would this play out? And in many cases, you wouldn't know what's going on because these technologies, science, can also very much mimic magic. And so some things that are happening, you don't really know, is this, is this technology doing this or is it something real making this noise? Well, and, and two, like in all of your novels, there are, as you mentioned, some big surprises, some big twists, uh, you know. <laughs> and do you think, I mean, how do you keep all this straight? Do you, do you write an outline or does it just come to you in a flash, oh, I'm going to throw this in, that will really get my readers? Or How is that process like for you, Patricia? Well, I don't. I don't use an outline, but I do. I take research notes, and I and I have a notebook on my desk that so I take write notes to myself when I'm working. If there's something I want to make sure I I take care of or, or deal with later, but I try to keep it very organic. Um, sometimes I don't know till I'm well into the story what some of those surprises are. Like when I was talking about this one character that reappears, I didn't know that was going to happen until I was well into the book. And then I went, uh-oh, I think I know who might be doing some of this. Um, so, you know, I, um, so I, I try not to keep it too regimented up front because that, that kind of crimps your, your spontaneity, and I want the stories to be organic. And so I try to be very fluid and, and let, let, let the, the story go where it wants to go. Wow, well, you certainly did with this one. Oh, my gosh, Unnatural Death is one of the best, and we're all so enamored with Dr. Scarpetta. And I'm just wondering, do you have any new novels brewing in your head at the moment? Or right now, probably you're just happy to be launching this one, but uh, do you plan on having more Case Scarpetta novels in the oh, future? I'm, oh, I'm already, I'm already working away on the new Scarpetta. She's, and she's got even... If you thought Bigfoot was a problem, she got an even bigger one in the next next one in terms of something that, like, what on earth is going on here? <laughs> oh, Patricia, well, I sure hope I get to interview you with the next one. And before we have to I'm go, sure I know will. you've had a long day. I won't keep you too long. But do you have any final thoughts or ideas or anything you'd like to share with our listeners before we have to close? 
Well, the only thing I'd say is for those who have read any Scarpetta books but maybe have not kept up with the most recent or want somebody who's never read any of them, you don't have to have read any Scarpetta books at all to read Unnatural Death. Um, and if you're behind in the series, it doesn't matter because it tells you everything you need to know. And I always make that clear so that people aren't intimidated and think, oh, my goodness, I can't read 27 books in, in order to read this. Well, you don't need to read any of the them. You can read them later if you want to, but you don't have to. <laughs> well, I have to say, uh, I am reading every one of them, Patricia, and what a delight well, to get you. to speak with you. I have been looking forward to this interview, and thank you so much. Well, thank you, Mary Eileen, and we'll talk next time. I'm looking forward to it already. And for you listeners out there, uh, I really do appreciate Patricia sharing her time, her amazingly creative mind, and all about this latest must-read, Unnatural Death. It's been a treat to have her on the show, and I know you're going to find the same when you get your hands on this book. I can tell you from personal experience, this one is a real page-turner, and like Patricia just mentioned, you don't need to read all 26 other books before this. This one is one you can start out with if you haven't had the pleasure of meeting Dr. K. Scarpetta yet yourself. So until next time, this is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, saying I'll catch you later. Bye-bye.